0: what's going on people welcome to the post game number crunch as usual i'm your host jake painting creator of the house and grouse timbles newsletter and this podcast is proudly brought to you by canis Hoopus and sb nation as you may know by now number crunch is just a quick post gamer in my own style picking out one number or one stat and using it to anchor us in a thought that kind of permeated throughout the game and even though the Wolves were without Rudy Gobert and Carlton Towns, Jordan McLaughlin and Torian Prince, and that the Lakers had their full stable of stars and role players, this was a fun preseason game and another win. It ended 118 113, and that makes it four straight preseason wins for the new look Wolves. Meaningless games or not, this team really seems to be gelling, even without their star players and their very important role players. And even, they just look deep. They look very, very deep, despite shipping off a ton of depth in that Jazz and Gobert trade. Plus, it's kind of just always fun to beat the Lakers, and even more fun when you have Pat Bev out there doing the the needling and all the Pat Bev stuff that we all love to watch for our team last season. And then you have Russell Westbrook throwing the ball at Jaden McDaniels and chirping along from the first whistle. So it's fun to beat the Lakers. It's always fun to beat the Lakers. Still, there are more important things to talk about than the potential downfall of this weird Lakers team. And that's tonight's number. And tonight's number is nine, as in nine points for Kyle Anderson. Now, I know you're probably scratching your head right now, wondering why this isn't about Nas Reed going bonkers again. Um, This time, it's against AD and LeBron. But Nas's book is written in ancient hieroglyphics, and I'm still trying to decipher it. We've seen him do this before, and we've seen him revert back to the guy who almost feels like he's unplayable. So without knowing his role or how long this hot streak is going to last, and it is a hot streak because Nas has been awesome and he was just unbelievable in this game. Without knowing those things, I'm going to let that one simmer for a little while longer. And I also know that you're wondering why I'm not finding any Luka Gaza number in sight and using it to talk about one of the most enjoyably weird players that has ever graced the end of the Timberwolves bench, but again, same thing. I'm just not sure if talking about a guy who figures to spend, I guess, most of, you know, almost every minute of his season in Iowa with the G League team is a good use of our time together. So we're back to Kyle Anderson and his nine points. And the reason those nine points were at least somewhat significant is because scoring the ball isn't something we've seen him do. It's, you know, this whole preseason, he's ramping up into his ninth season, so we know that he's not trying to impress the same way that Aluka Garza is or even a Naz Reid or any guy who is at the end of the bench. But he didn't score in his opening game against Miami. He scored two points in the first Lakers meeting and then he went scoreless again in game 3 against the Clippers. So no matter how many other things he can do on the court, and we know that he can do a lot of other things on the court, he's shown that throughout the preseason, even kind of going at half pace. Being a complete zero in the scoring column would leave him as a liability. Now, obviously that wasn't going to continue because he has found ways to contribute as a bit-part scorer throughout his whole career. But we finally got to see that, you know, in Wolves' colours, what he can do as a scorer and that really did add another dynamic to, the, to Minnesota's offense. He obviously didn't go nuts. He scored nine points, which is you know kind of the bare minimum you'd expect for me to be talking about someone scoring the ball, but he did score three buckets and drew one shooting foul for those nine points, and they really came with the shot diet that I expect to see him, and one that the Wolves will need for him to be able to showcase his passing, that inside-outside defense, uh, his rebounding ability, his ability to just be an all-around blue guy, he needs to do that without being someone who can be ignored completely by defenses. So, you know, heading over to those buckets, you'll see that the first one was a a breakaway where he filled the lane on the wing and took a slick bounce pass from D'Angelo Russell to finish at the rim. That's a simple one, right? But since the Wolves will be looking to play somewhat smaller when Anderson is out there as a power forward. It's nice to see him shedding the slow-mo mantra for a minute and being able to get up and down the court where he can finish and make those plays for others in transition. He is a really good transition player as a passer. So just seeing him get out in transition and finishing a bucket himself kind of shows us the way that, that we can imagine him playing in in faster and and more streamlined lineups when either Kat or Rudy are off the floor or both of those guys are off the floor but again that one was pretty simple his second basket though was a catch and shoot corner three and I think this one is uber important because it came from a play where Russell had the ball on the wing the opposite wing to, to where Anderson was in the corner uh, Russell took a few dribbles and he swung the ball to Anthony Edwards and Edwards immediately you know, took off with that really quick first step punctured the first line of the defense and then he kicked it to Anderson when Anderson's man kind of shaded over to, to thwart Edwards. As we know, if you're going to deploy a driving weapon like Ant, who can really you know break a defense and collapse a defense and, and cause so much gravity to suck in towards him when he's attacking the rim, you need guys out there next to Anthony Edwards who can make defenses pay for overhelping. Now, I know, and I know from especially before Anderson came to the Timberwolves, just my recollection of him playing and what he is. He isn't a guy who is that. He isn't that guy. He isn't a guy who who you can have out there to punish punish defences for overhelping. But he is a 37.4% career three-point shooter from the corners, and over half of his career three-point attempts have come from those corners. I mean, the shot is mechanical, and it's ugly. But if they go in, they release a huge amount of pressure that will build up on Minnesota's go-to scorers if those shots were consistently missing. And maybe he, he wouldn't even be able to be on the floor with a guy like Edwards or with a guy like Russell if those shots were never going in. So watching one go in, the first one of the preseason, obviously there'll be a lot more throughout the season and he's not going to be a knockdown shooter. But just the thought of having to consider Anderson as a shooter or somewhat of a shooter stops those helpers from making that super committed attempt to get in front of Ann, or get in front of Kat or get in front of Delo or get in front of Jaden or get in front of Rudy there's so many options out there and it and if Anderson can be the relief valve even if it's not going to be the same level of shooter as Tori and Prince or Bryn Forbes he he can do more things off the dribble especially playmaking and if he can start to attack at least semi kind of aggressive closeouts instead of facing a defense that has already backed off him, that's going to be super important. And that means that he'll be able to coalesce with Anthony Edwards really well, and and it'll shine a brighter light on those peripheral talents that Anderson has. His third bucket was an Anderson special. Uh, I love this play because it's just such a slow-mo Kyle Anderson thing he acts as a screener in a pick and roll with D'Angelo Russell and instead of diving hard to the bucket like Gobert would or popping out behind the arc like Cat would he just drifts into the free throw line area like not a care in the world he collects the pass from D'Lo and then he nails a weird little floater and this kind of seems strange It's generally a low percentage shot from that 3 to 10 foot range. But it's been a staple of Anderson's career for a while now. Over his whole career, 24.4% of his field goals have come in that range. And he converts at a 45.8% clip from 3 to 10 foot. That's the range we're talking about. It's not elite shot selection. But for a player who isn't athletic enough, to live at the rim like Gobert does or even like Anthony Edwards could and he's not a good enough shooter to drain top of the key triples like Towns does or like Torian Prince does when he is acting as a screener it's a fine way for Anderson to contribute as a scorer and as a screener and if we see him mixing all of these three shots into his arsenal including you know maybe some cuts in half-court sets and some some drives, those slow, long, strided drives that he that he's been attempting a few of, but he does make those and convert those into buckets as well. That's how he got to the free throw line in this game. If you see those four or five shots or shot selection kind of that shot selection diet into his game, he's going to be a player who thrives in this team. He is playing genuine point guard at times on offense. He's playing as a rebounding big off missed shots defensively and offensively and he's playing as a wing stopper defender who was checking lebron for much of the game and now lebron went off and that's not unusual for anyone who's guarding lebron but anderson's going to be that kind of guy who who guards actual wings who can score the ball really well he's going to kind of rotate with jaden mcdaniels or teams with two really good offensive wings like boston with jalen brown and jason tatum like the Clippers with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, this is the kind of matchups that Anderson is going to going to take one of those guys, and if he can do that, if he can do all those things and be a capable offensive player who just does a few things really well, then yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be such an important guy. I can see him easily getting twenty five minutes a night. You can already tell that Chris Finch loves you know having him in that in that lineup as as a guy who can bring so much different versatility and run so many different actions with Anderson in them because he does so many different things and yeah i just think he's going to be super important and that shot diet the the shot diet he showed in this game against the lakers really is the the blueprint for for what we want to see going forward anyway that's the show Check in with me at Jake Painting on Twitter and tell me anything you want about the show. I might I might get a mailbag going for the weekend or something for the for the House and Drows show. And check out House and Drows, housandrows.substack.com. My daily writing work is up there. Or if you're a really, really good person, sign up to get it pumped directly to your email inbox. Anyway, that's all for the show. See you guys next time.